recording now, so I'm using all this as a sample. Bass intro. Yeah. And uh, where's our music? I know. <laughs> we uh, as we, we roll an intro. I I know we're I'm getting there, and I thought of a new slogan with our stuff. So I'll I'll go ahead and start it since we're already recording. I'll just whoever's editing this, probably me, uh, put in uh, music here and then quickly, quickly uh, fade into me saying this starting now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an insert. You know, that's like the insert. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back to Ken's conversation where chaos meets common sense. I am your host, Kenny. Well, I thought I was also the host. Uh, but that's I, when you come in and say, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> we, oh, I'm sorry. Let me re- keep this in. Yes, that's right. <laughs> welcome back. Again, welcome back to Ken's conversation. It's it's a new year. <laughs> it's not yet. Not, it is when this is out. Oh. It is when this is out. Uh, where chaos meets common sense. We are your host, Kenny. And I'm Ken. You are delay. <laughs> Work with me. Insert Work with here. me. You Insert can't see the here. visuals here. We'll keep this in. That's fine. It'll, it'll bring some laughs. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. When this comes oh, out. When this comes out. When this but it, comes for out. For us on for recording days. We're on the eve of the new year. That's right. What's why haven't we been posting? Uh, well, well, you had a little I, activity in I, September. I did have a little activity in September. And leading up to September. And leading up to September. A lot of stuff has changed. A lot of stuff has um, progressed. And I'm married now. <laughs> in my new house. Congratulations. Thank We're you. actually in a studio in the married couple's house. So The married couples. The married couples. That's well, Ken you, and his wife. You could say the, Ret- you could say the Rutchows. The, well, that would, could be us. Because my you're wife, also the red My channels. wife and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, our wives are sleeping. Our in. wives are sleeping, and my mom is sleeping at his house. My wife is sleeping in the other room. So hopefully, we won't be too loud and make too much make noise. too much noises. Um. So yeah we we haven't we haven't posted in a while. Uh, we do have another one in the back burner that I have yet to get in but that will come be coming out probably before after this episode um and i think we're going to start looking into um common sense like i like in the slogan i said chaos meets common sense we kind of want to we want to add common sense into all of our because you know what you know what this world especially living here in this great state of tennessee that we're in we have lost common sense dramatically. Like I understand United States, we're in a rat race and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, and I'm not trying to compare, but when I, when but we he's went, going to, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that someone else is doing better, but we can always look at something else and be like, what, what are they doing? Some of the areas that actually works better effectively one of the things that i've noticed when i was on my honeymoon was when we were in australia that's the other side of the world that's the other side of the world and they're on the (laughs) other side of the hemisphere as well so they're double flipped (laughs) (laughs) so everything's backwards um 
they seemed like they had a lot of more a lot more common sense. I'll give you an example. When I was in Australia, when you would go to the terminal and get your bags from that um, baggage, that baggage claim. claim, people were were in. We also went to Tasmania, which is south of Australia. But I remember in Tasmania they had a line. It was more of a line where to stand to give some room. Is basically you let you stand behind that line before go, passing that threshold to grab your bag. Reason being, if you have a heavy bag, you have en- enough room either left or right to get it out without smacking anyone. When I came back to the states, especially in Los Angeles, I've never, I, free for all. I've never seen like so much like illogical decisions to where like and what notion does cramming all the way around the baggage claim make it helpful for anyone to lessen the load up oh that's my dang it <laughs> hold on that's uh, a jet take that dad's gonna talk to you while i fix that so what he's what he's driving at of course me being in aviation is the the at the carousels here in the states it's very typical to like you said people stand you know ankles and shins right up against the carousel a lot of times wanting to get their bag and and uh, what i was going to point out is that stems from a root a root cause i was almost going to say root evil mm. but it's 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 part of the sin nature of human beings it's selfishness mine I'm got mine is more important than yours, whoever it is, right? I've got to get my bag before you get your bag because or, my situation yeah. is more important. Now, that's not to say that somebody or is, opportunistic, somebody's not in a hurry. They yeah. got a medical situation, whatever, sure. right? I, those things taken aside. Sure, what you're saying in general is if there's a clicking, don't worry about it. That <laughs> that, that, that is. um. That the people, like you said, they crowd around the Trump, the, the baggage carousel, and, and I specifically stand back because there's no reason to go up there. Yeah. And when I spot the bag, I will walk up there and get it. But yeah. I like, like you said, where Australia has applied common sense to stand behind the line, and and you. You know, you'll get your thing. I think yeah. board. So we're talking about aviation. Boarding right. airplanes is the same way. Why do people spaz out on getting about out. getting in line <laughs> or getting in line? Like, like they're they're going to call the borders and and airlines like them do. like them going there as soon as possible is going to move the process any faster or change their seat, which by the way is assigned. <laughs> Hello, that is, that is true. If you're in four F or you're in twenty two D. Guess what? You're still going to sit there. It's still going to be there when you get on the airplane. And if somebody's sitting there, you just kindly, like, I don't, I don't care if you're, what is it? In extrovert or in introverted, speak up, speak up to them and like, Hey, uh, my ticket is so-and-so and and there's a problem. Then look up to the employees. We'll start. Yeah. People will move. Some people probably are just. Two, oh, are two you two together? Lag. I'm sorry. Do you yeah. guys want to sit together? That's okay with me. Yeah. Right? It's just... We can be, we can ra- be it's rational. It's so much easier. You're going to be at 35,000 feet. You're not going to have any 
oxygen if the airplane opens up and you're going to be freezing cold because it's below way below zero. Do you really want to complain about what's happening about you getting on this bus that's going to take you into that kind of And if area. you have problems, maybe <laughs> flying in an airplane is not your transportation. Or uh, I would encourage everybody, particularly with the last uh, week, if you've, by the time you get this message, you, you will have known what happened with the, all the cancellations and the big weather that moved through. Yeah. People have done nothing but complain. Well, why don't you become your own pilot and fly your own airplane? We won't go into that details <laughs> because that that... There's so much going on there when we were listening into that. It's just, it's ridiculous on how everyone reacts. So, and I know, apply some especially around the holidays. Hello, like everyone's going somewhere. Do you really not think stuff is going to happen around the holidays? Like delays, people trying to get everything in the food for parties or whatever, however, however uh, holiday that needs to be. And that's a whole different subject that we won't go into, but, um, but we're not talking about, we're not going to talk about, we're talking those. about common sense, we're talking about common sense, but the topic, well, adding common but we're sense adding common to, sense, to but our, the topic we're actually going to be talking about is, is automation, the pros and cons and of automation, of in automation. General, what it's done for uh, the and, world. And we're not talking about automotive. <laughs> Do not confuse automation with automotive. Well, automation such as uh, I, I like to think of. Things like the the cotton gin comes to mind yeah. for some reason, right? Yeah. Where you, you go to pull the seeds out of the cotton. How did they do that before? Yeah. Um, it was a manual process. They might have had some combs. I've not looked this up. So anybody out there that's smarter than me will know how to look all this stuff up. But yeah. they had some kind of a combing method, but it was manual. And then the cotton gin was, you know, you toss the cotton... Again, <laughs> they've well, they've always they've always improved a way to make the work easier, right? And so, like more productive. So first, it started off with hands. Somebody figured out a tool was easier, Eli which Whitney. which was faster. And then somebody, um, especially around the industrial revolution, um, I want to say that's the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds, somewhere in there, where industrial factories starts manufacturing products and goods for that stuff. Um, because half the time you have to make that, especially for new, new pickers, new cotton gin pickers, you know, right. and then, and so on and so forth to where like now we have vehicles that kind of does a lot of that stuff. All you do is just run it over and it picks a lot of that stuff. <laughs> run it over like roadkill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just run it over like roadkill, you know, you just, Flatten it out, get the the good a stuff. rolling manufacturing yeah. plant almost uh, uh, that that goes through a farm field sometimes. But, yeah, uh, the, so automation, as we move through history, has improved the ability to produce things in mass by automating some of the processes that were previously manual. Mm -hmm. Not, not that you can't mass produce things manually. You can, but it you don't produce as many, and you produce it like uh, they say that. I don't know if this is true. Again, somebody can can correct me, but I think that Ferraris are hand built, right? Each one's made by hand. I don't know if they've gone into automation or anything. If they're producing them more, but it used to be that they each one was uniquely made. Uniquely made, right? There might be. It's like 
like building a house or I'm looking around the studio here, your walls are different than the walls in the next room because mm-hmm. maybe Jim Bob painted this room yeah. and the house was put together and maybe Susie painted the other one. Sure. So there's, there's uniqueness to it. Yeah. But in, in automation, rep, replication and uh, the mass production of something where you want consistent quality, don't laugh, but that's for our audience, yeah. right? Because they think, oh, you know, cars or airplanes or um, hair dryers or televisions produced in mass quantities, they're not always the same quality. Well, the manufacturers strive for that to be the same quality. Uh, I, I know, for example, in the airplane industry where when they get a certificate to certify a new design of an airplane to build it, first they have a certification that says, okay, we certify this model of this airplane. Mm. Then they get a production certification, which essentially is a certification that is saying that the company has proven that they can manufacture the same aircraft model with the same... um, outcome of all the parts and pieces and the entire aircraft in mass. Like yeah. each one's going to come out the same way because they have controls and everything in process to, to make that happen, which is funny because I think that in the aviation industry, of course I'm biased is that there are more controls over that than there are in the rest of the manufacturing world. Yeah. Not that they don't exist in the manufacturing world, but because the Federal Aviation Administration and the Europeans Aviation uh, uh, Administration Hmm. Organization, I'm thinking EASA, doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but those controls make a big difference in automation. So why are we talking about this? Because automation, all the way up here into the computer age and what we're doing today where we want... Uh, immediate gratification, satisfaction for ordering something and all that is computer. And we, we carry around our phones that have you know more computing power than, than computers in the 60s when they first came out in the 50s and 60s. But the expectations are that automation is the thing that solves everything. Which, which it can to a certain degree. Um, and then we're also, we're also going to talk about the hindrance of that to where 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 we might lack maybe certain skills or um or lack of looking for something that um so we can understand how things work because once you set automation in motion it's you're more than likely to just forget about it let it do its thing and move on to something else where if you're not constantly keeping in mind on how things work so, for example, you're a mechanic. If you had a robot do all that stuff for you, let's say, let's say you've been a mechanic for 20 years, and then for that first part of the 10 years, you were doing it by hand, and then a robot comes in and like it's a new invention, they're starting to do it, and then the next 10 years, do you eventually gradually forget on how things would have been putting stuff together, like? 
not necessarily the big fundamental parts. Like you obviously know, like, well, I obviously know this goes here and here, but you don't know how it gets to there anymore. Like all the fine details that make up the bigger parts of it. Um, so like, for example, you will use a car, for example, you know that the wheel has to go to this hub and this hub has to go to this sway and then eventually into attached with the main main frame of the car. Those are the big parts. The little parts is like, well, how do I remove the tire from the hub? How do I remove the hub from that? Because then that gets more intricate and then you eventually lose knowledge on that part. Right. So could, could a robot, if we think super futuristic, could a robot do all of the stuff that I do, for example, as a mechanic, as an airplane mechanic? The things that I have to improvise on, could a robot do those things? I mean, I have to be open enough to say, probably, as, as artificial intelligence, AI gets better and better, where it's self-learning all the time, and that knowledge runs into, oh, there's a broken bolt on the exhaust, this is how I can go about getting it off, right? How, how do I do that? Or do does that force new changes in manufacturing and automation where we produce things differently? We, uh, I don't think the realization out is out there for the main public hmm. to understand how, um, what do I always say, how dependent we are upon all of the little little and large things that are manufactured so for example we're talking the nasa's talking about going to the moon in the next i don't know 10 years or so and then on to mars and they want to set up a base i've thought about this because i love science fiction and i love the idea of terraforming you know where they have the uh a I think in the Aliens movie where there was a big, like a nuclear fission plant of some kind that was actually pumping atmosphere, building atmosphere for this plant so that it could be populated, right? So people could go and live there. I don't, so so take this, take this as an example. Let's just take Mars. Let's say Mars is, is livable. It's pretty close to our gravity. It's, Mm. you know, it's going to be a little colder, all that kind of stuff. So we send, uh, a Mars um, rover, a car of some kind that will operate on Mars. And we have a house for our crew to live in while they're there. And they're going to be there for years. They go out and let's say they've been there a couple of months. Everything's going great. And the axle breaks on the rover. How do they fix it? The parts were manufactured here. You can send extra parts up there. Can you send every extra part up there? It would be almost impossible. Mm. And let's say that they're not manufactured here anymore, but you have to have it. Let's say it's a a cast piece of steel. So do we know what it takes to cast a piece of steel or a piece of aluminum or a piece of magnesium, something that's strong and lightweight? Do we... Titanium. Or they just use carbon... Um, or carbon fiber. That's fine. Yeah. So how how do you manufacture that on a, a planet that's that far away without all of the base elements, 
you know how long it took for us to get to this age of standing up manufacturing and being able to manufacture something it doesn't doesn't even with 3d printing somebody has to build the computer <laughs> somebody yeah. has to provide the electricity batteries if there's batteries i don't care if it's solar power somebody has to make the solar cells all these things that are manufactured have to come from somewhere so at some point we rely so much on it nowadays that we forget about the the i'm trying to bring this back around to common sense somehow that manufacturing has its place in society for improving the quality of life but at the same time it also has we talked about it's taken away jobs it's taken yeah. away so people say well okay we build and we're kind of jumping around a little bit we we build cars for example with a lot of robotics nowadays yeah that's taken up, that's removed some people from the production line. There are still people on production lines, but at, at some point, somebody's got to maintain the robotics. Somebody's got to build it. Somebody's got to maintain it, install it, fix it. And, and does, is, it, is there an end in sight where we just sit back and we're just drinking sodas riding around on a chair. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think to, to the point for a common sense way is like the automation is great. Obviously um, it's not something, it, and I don't think we're trying to downsize to where um, sorry, uh, where you have to, completely forget about it because we're losing jobs. We're losing skills and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of impossible not to have automation at this point because we're in it. We're in an age where technology is so far forward, where if you start to do stuff, a lot of stuff manually, that takes up a lot of time. It takes up a lot of uh, headaches. Now, if you're the type of person that is fine with that and doesn't like to socialize with people, you're actually in a great mood. So don't don't even bother about that. But, but there's a lot of good artisans out there too, right? But that are, that have but, in, but in general sense, if you're trying to make plans that is time time consuming, like especially if you're hang, if you're hanging out with friends, if you're hanging out with family, spending time with your loved ones at home, like is taking away a lot of time for not only for you to play with them or even give yourself some room to breathe, but it's also taking away stuff for you to teach them. Um, I think where I'm going at with this is if you have a family and you want to try and spend as much time with, let's say your kids and you want to teach them that, well, there's hardly enough hours in the day because you have to get ready to go to work, get them ready to go to school. You have to go to work and, do all that. And that's a whole different mental space, depending on your work situation. Then you have to get ready for around the holidays and you have to, um, make social plans with families and friends on special holidays. You have to make room to go to the dentist or the doctor. You have to do some other stuff for your side hustle. If you have an extra job of income, uh, you have to take the trash out. You have to do, so it starts to get overwhelming and then, and then the littlest stuff like, and, and I'm going into like home automation, like smart homes, um, where you have to mentally check to like, if you have a, I'm using myself as an example. If I have like a 
both hands full of grocery stuff. It would be nice if the door can automatically open for me and the lights turn on when I just come into the room. It'd be nice if... We can make that happen. Yes, we can make that happen. But I'm just using that as an example where all the little stuff, the very menial stuff where I can... Yes, of course, I can just drop something, turn it on, and then drop it again. But in a time sense where I like to like conveniently be on that <coughs> stuff... And this is probably going back to where you, you say that we're very demanding. We're, we're, again, we're in a world where things are happening really fast and we're just trying to keep up. So having some automation for some things to improve the quality of life would help keep things uplifted and not feel so burdensome. Now, the con about that would be like the common the common sense would be like don't also like put everything on automation because you have to be careful because if you leave it unchecked, unmonitored, mm. like for example, if we're talking about automation, did you know, and this happens to any bank or any financial um, institution, you can transfer your stuff by a certain amount or percentage and let that automate your fund or move around your funds depending on your plan. If you leave that unchecked, especially in the subscription world where Netflix um, Hulu, whatever, whatever platform that you're watching, right? Streaming platforms, streaming platforms where, Oh, or, or even cable or internet where, where it goes up and you leave that unchecked because they'll just, they'll just resubmit your, um, subscription or contract. Those prices will go up. And if you don't monitor it, then you know, you're going to pay more out of your pocket than, than you, than you had planned. So, so that's another thing is you have to have those monitors in place, whether that be notifications, alerts, or you just physically checking in to make sure everything is, is working just fine. I think some companies build that in on purpose. I've been trying to get like $10 and change back yeah. from when I had a plug in hybrid car. Mm from a company that you can go around and uh, it's it's very it's very inexpensive to plug in if you go to a store a retail store and they have a plug-in station yeah you can connect with your phone a smart yeah. app connect with your phone it opens and unlocks the plug so that you can then take it and plug your car in so you can charge up a little bit while you're in the store yeah which the particular time I did it, I was in the store and I got like, you know, like two miles or something of electric charge. Sure. That wasn't very much because it wasn't 210 volt. Mm. It was only 110 volt. But I've been trying to get $10 back from them for about five years. <laughs> but because they're automated, there's nobody to talk to. I've sent them emails. I've tried. There's no. There's nobody to call. So do you get just replies like an automatic... Reply yes, email yeah, or something. It's just again automation. It's automated where you fill out a form on their website and you submit it, and then that's the end of it. And they just they, ignore it. As far as I'm concerned, they they've stolen my money because I can't get it back. 
they they owe me a refund for my balance because I don't have a card. I have a thing <laughs> pick on on these technology companies. Stop using random call centers to pick up your support line. And for someone that we can hardly understand, I'm not picking. I'm not trying to like. He is. I am no. I'm not trying to to segregate. Like, oh, well, you're just taking away jobs from people, you know, across the pond or whatever. I'm like, no, it's just if you have somebody I'm thinking of an of of an older person or someone that's that has no idea on on um, on the technological spectrum being what's the term in not incapable. <laughs> uh they're just not good with technology. That's it. Well, no, what? No, no, no. What's the term for it? Mm-hmm. I can't think of it right now. Technologically, no. Inept. In- <laughs> no, there's a word we use it all the time, and I can't think about it. Um, not a nerd. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I can't. I'm so. I'm so blanking right now. <clears throat> well, and they call. They call a center, and they. They can't. They can't understand, you know, their accent. They need someone to speak with them. And e- but even as me, as a technological person, and and call their support challenged. No, there's oh. it's one word. Um, that could be one word. No, <laughs> don't get me laughing. Yeah, don't don't cough. He doesn't have COVID. We checked. Um, where I call their support, and sometimes like. I can't, I sometimes like they, they'll say something in a sentence. I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Like, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you mean by that? Because I think our culture comes from a different understanding. So I have a bone to pick with call centers. Why don't they just get legit? If they have to do part time, if they have to do entry level support people from here, um, do that. But I know why they're doing it because it's cheaper. It's, oh, yeah. it's cheaper and and but the thing is the whole outsourcing well, thing but even because but, of being but, cheap. but even with some companies even when you email them they 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 don't stick with one person so like if you ask them for help somebody submits it you reply back somebody else replies to it that makes no sense of it all because that means you have multiple people having parts of what's going on instead of the whole understanding instead of one person owning the situation. So that's the thing I'm, I'm another con about automation where you as a consumer, unfortunately there's nothing you can do. You can whine and complain to the company about why they're doing that. But at that, at that given point, there's nothing you can do other than like, hold on. Here's, here's the whole problem issue that I'm having. And this is, this is what, I don't know what to do, so I need a solution to fix it or something like that. And that that involves that involves inquiring back repeatedly to to find the solution to that. You're gonna cough? No. <laughs> you were thinking about it. I saw you. <laughs> we're we're trying. <coughs> He's trying not to laugh. Yeah, we're um still fiddling with the new studio and trying to get our microphone placement and movements and stuff. I didn't mean to go off a tangent on the call centers, but Oh, I could I could spend all day on that. But I I'm glad they have I'm glad companies have pe- 
a way for people to contact, but if they want it automated and, and be able to make it seamless to solve the problem, eventually then they need to train people that can easily understand them. Paying is a whole different option. I understand that there's like labor problems for numerous reasons or excuses that people are given nowadays, whether it's not enough money, just people not working. The reasons go far and beyond and we won't go into that, but it still goes back to like, we're using a service or a product. We need, someone needs help and like, does the company have a good support system in place for their product or service to help that person with, with their service or do they not care? So they, because they got your money and running with it anyways. I have an example. Hmm. So I had, a, I, I switched back to a, an eye doctor and their facility for a reason is because I went to one of the El Cheapo eye doctor places and glasses. It's a good store company. <laughs> and they were consistently for months and me going back could not get my lenses correct. And uh, in fact, I finally uh, went back and, and I gave them the glasses and they said, why are you giving these back to us? I said, because you can't get them right. And it was like a year later. I said, I know you can't do anything about it now. I said, do you have a place to do I was trying to make a point. Do you have a place that you can donate these to somebody else? I yeah. said, because the $600 I spent for glasses, they're absolutely useless. So I went back to the place that I knew was good and they've moved into a new facility and I ordered uh, some replacement lenses and a pair of sunglasses. Mm. And it took, first it was like a month and a half. They told me it was going to be 10 days and, and I was having trouble getting over to this place because it also meant me taking time off of work and driving almost an hour to get there. Mm. <clears throat> so I called and I said, are my glasses done? They said, yes. I said, great. So I went, I got there. The person that typically is there wasn't there, but some other person came and, and went back and said, well, I don't see him. I said, I called over here and they told me they were done. Another girl went back there, brought out my sunglasses. I yeah. said, where's my other lenses? Oh, they're not ready. They won't be ready for another several days. Our system should have told you that. Hmm. So we're talking about automation. Yeah. I said, your system, what do you mean? I said, I called here and they said they were ready. Whoever I talked to said they were ready. My glasses were ready. <clears throat> so number one, I had a person who either didn't know what they were looking at hmm. or didn't need know how to read the system. Yeah. And they told me that I was notified via their automated system. And then when I finally got to talk to the normal lady that was at lunch and she came back while I was there, I vented on her a little bit and I said, what do you mean I was notified via automation? Oh, we're having trouble with our automated system. Well, number one is they're not big enough. In my opinion, they're not a big enough. They're not like one of the big glass places. This is a... Um, was this was, one, it, was this one of those stores inside of a big? No, no, no. Okay. This is this is a standalone. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I got you. A couple of doctors have built their own facility. A yeah. Very pretty new facility. Yeah. 
So it's not a chain. That's what I was driving at. And she said, well, we've been having trouble with our automated system. I said, that doesn't matter. I called here and I was told they were ready. And I never got a message from the automated system. Well, we've been having trouble with it. So that was the answer I kept getting. And I said, I don't. So somehow in their automated system, they must have a connection to when they receive a package. Maybe they get scanned in and then that generate instead of somebody calling the customer, which I think people would rather have a human being call them and say, hey, your glasses are, I don't care if it's a voicemail. But yes, from a productivity standpoint, that's one less task that that person has to do in the office if the system then says, hey, your glasses are ready. But and but and that's the thing with those types of systems where like we can use tracking or whatever or a notification system like, well, our system alert is like, okay, but that doesn't that's not a reason why things aren't correct. So, right. Like either we need to figure this out or you guys may have had a glitch in your system. There are, even though automation system doesn't, doesn't necessarily pertain to computers in a lot of parts in today's society, even with customer support, especially with warehouse inventory can rely on computers to, uh, or softwares to get information provided to them they can also have glitches. It's like, it's like a, anything can have a hiccup. If, if, if something isn't gone smooth, like you have to restart your computer because it, it needs to like, like refresh itself. You need to, just like we need to rest. Once you need a while. to shut down and <laughs> reopen a program because you know, um, or even a game for those that are gamers. If your gamer, if your game's having a problem, or your con your place uh PlayStation Xbox PC console Switch console is having a problem you normally have to shut it down and open it back up if your car is having a problem you kind of shut it down kind of look into it and then restart it back up maybe it just needs a restart when we are sick and and we can't function anymore. Our body needs to rest. That's right. We need to put the stuff on the paddles and go clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On so, so giving those reasons like, well, our automation system, you know, has notified you. It's like, okay, but obviously there's still something wrong. Otherwise I wouldn't have come up to you and provided something. I have another wrong. good example that happened. This is a little brief, more brief. And, and we can pick on this entity because you and I and the rest of the public out there, we partially own the entity as the U.S. Postal Service. Mm-hmm. So we we live on a street where every corner for about four blocks up from where we are has the same street number that we do. But we're on the main street and all the other houses are on the street that's pointing into entering into the street that we're on mm. so we get their mail and i'm sure they occasionally get ours well i don't know that because i don't know what i'm missing yeah but i had two pieces of mail that had come to our mailbox and it had the name of our street on it and no house number but it had somebody else's name on it okay so let's just say the street was Jones Road. Yeah. Right? And it said John Smith. 
my name's not John Smith, right? Your name's not John Smith if you used to live with us. My wife's name is not John Smith. There are no Smiths that live there. And there's no number on it? There was no number. So what so makes I, So these are two packages. Yeah. One was a, a package that barely fit in the mailbox. Yeah. So I went and I had kind of had my fill of it with the postal people. And I went and got a post-it note. And I said, on the post-it note, I said, I put the flag up. And I said, does this look like 102? Whatever, what our address does this look like? You know, zero 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 Jones Road, mm-hmm. and does it look like from any mail that you've delivered? How long our was this la- note? <laughs> it was just, it was really brief. I'm okay. making it, it was the last, the last name, our last name. Do you see the last name on the either one of these two packages? No. And I put that on package and put the flag up. Do you know what that person did? He lived it there. No. So you reply. They they did. They they actually left those two pieces of mail in the mailbox. And wrote back on the same post-it note, and said, "This is what our computer sorted it as." So we're talking about common sense. This is how our so computer wait, sorted the mail. So they, so they, so they responded with that and continue to leave that package yes. there. Why don't they just pick it up and figure it out? Here's the common sense thing: use your eyes. <laughs> to postal and, delivery and, and and use logical assumption. There, so like, there's a lot of reasons where you don't want to assume stuff, but there's some instances where assuming like, hmm. These don't match. I think there's something wrong. Right. I'll take this back to the post. That's a good assumption of like, mm, this mail may not go here. <laughs> I mean, so if you think about it from a common sense standpoint, number one, I could have really done, I, I could have really, it, it would have taken me a lot of my extra time to do it. I could have taken the note and the packages and gone to the post office and asked to speak to a manager or supervisor. And I could have really lit into them and said, this is what you're, you're, this is how I respond to the deliveries that are incorrect consistently at our house. This is how your postal carrier responded to me. And they left these packages. I could have really torn into them, right? And said, where does common sense come into play? I don't, I, I understand that you guys deal with hundreds of, thousands millions of pieces of mail every year and our community is pretty dense i get that but you know what that's your job that's not my job it's not my job to figure out where it's supposed to go it's a big long street right if you can't if it doesn't have a a number a house number on it send it back back. send it back send it back return to sender yeah address unknown why why put it in a thing if if the label itself doesn't have that's anything lazy, and we're going to talk about that in another segment at some point, is is how our country has gotten to the point, and and I say it's our country. It may be other parts of the world, but we can talk about our country. There's a lot of people that work hard, but we got a lot of people that are lazy, and and they just don't care about the job they have. You may not love the job you're in, but it's the job you're doing. 
Yeah. And we can talk and, and jobs we'll, and we'll, all we'll that We'll talk stuff. about that. But from an automation and a common sense standpoint, we're going to talk about what... We're not trying to point anyone <laughs> out. Like, we're not trying to diss on USPS, but we... Oh, well, yes, we are. No, we're not. That is, I'm not. Hey, we pay their salary, don't we? Yeah, but, but it's... We're talking about jobs and, like, in a general sense, not specifically them specifically. So yeah, I don't but know it, if that's one person. If it's an office problem, I don't know if it's a regional. Well, it goes back to your eyeglasses thing. Like they could have like said they could have done the same thing. Like, well, there's nothing we can do. They obviously could have, and they might not have been able to find it until they got to the house and they pull out or the if, mail. I know that they're sliding along and they're driving on well, the wrong side and, of their or they <laughs> or they just don't know. But they, I don't know if we're scared. I mean, I. I can speak from experience like I didn't it wasn't in my mind to come up with questions follow up to like hey where do I do this because it wasn't trained into me I'm not try, but I'm not trying to make excuses where I have a justification not to do that but part of it's going to training part of it's going to following up questions on like or thinking logically hmm there's a problem here I don't know how to deal with this Maybe talk to somebody or call up somebody to figure it out. You either so if you can't figure it out, go to somebody that possibly could and know how to handle it. If you think you can fix it or at least know that something's not right, then you need to speak up about it. It doesn't matter if you're introverted, introverted or extroverted. Take ownership. You need to take ownership and respond and do and do the due diligence and. I know it's hard as a young person because you're again, we're going to a very fast pace and we're trying to just keep up and live. And that can be hard, but that's fine because we're all trying to at least, at least if we're not, we need to re in re evaluate ourselves and invest ourselves into helping each other and teach them in a loving manner to where, this starts to become the new culture to where like, Hey, I noticed that doesn't look like you're doing that rightly. May I suggest you trying this? And then they learn from that, which then they become an expert word. And then they put that towards the next person in line. Um, it's not to default anything. And then again, going back into automation, it's really just to re make sure you're monitoring all of that stuff. You can't always rely on automation to do everything. Um, and the common sense way is just to monitor it and check up to see if everything is still gradually flowing the way it should be. Another automated situation has to do with deliveries is one of the big, the largest <laughs> online ordering entities will deliver packages to us that belong to the house up, up two streets. So again, if it's automation and they're looking at their GPS and it says, oh, here's the house, as opposed to looking at the mailbox where I've actually put the number of the house and the street name on the mailbox because it wasn't there. I need to put it on the other side. You would think that they'd do a, a last, it's a human thing, yeah. a last second validation. Yeah. Right? If not, well... I would say the even the post office could could say, "Hey, we're going to put Q." Oh, this is a good idea. 
If you take this idea, you must share it with us. Why don't we put QR codes on all the fronts of mailboxes or something similar? You right? know, I su- I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah. I haven't really done that. That way yet. you could scan. Hey, I'm at your thing. Oh, I, the package that I so ordered like a, for your wedding. So like a digital ID. Rehearsal yeah. dinner and the U.S. Postal Service online, and I'm picking on them again, said that they, I kept looking for this package yeah. that I wanted for the rehearsal dinner. And I got online to the USPS tracking system and it said, delivered to a person at this time on this date. No, you didn't. Because my spouse was home and nobody attempted a delivery. So whoever that person entered lied. And how do I know that they lied? The deliverer, whoever the postal deliverer was that said that they put that package in the mailbox Actually, that they handed it to somebody because that's what it was entered on the the tracking record. I can still go back and look it up if I have to. They lied. How do I know that? Because two months after your wedding, I got the package in the mail. <laughs> two months, and so I turned. They had it in limbo. Yeah, it was. They they just. They, I don't know. They they made something up to get it off of their queue. Yeah. I guess of deliveries. Yeah. You know, we at work we had somebody lose a crankshaft. We still haven't got it. Yeah, a crankshaft out of an aircraft engine. Here, so here's <laughs> the thing about automation, though, automation. especially when it becomes to jobs or skills. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, That's dad, right. get a not a non. Uh, How do we do it on time? Yeah, <laughs> um, automation skills, skills and jobs. If you're worried about, I know in the future it's kind of somewhat happening in certain areas of the world already where robotic arms or self kiosk serving desks are being implemented and doing kind of stuff automatically for you. If that is part of the, whatever industry that you are in then, and if that's going to affect you, I think your best bet, the common sense way is to continue, continue to, have have a a, conti- a contingency in case those system fails. What are some of those things to like keep those in mind? The other thing to add on to that is to learn learn any bits of automation and learn those new skill sets that would keep keep a locked job. So if we're thinking, let's go to auto automotive industry. If all those cars are being built by robotic arms, some someone has to maintain those arms and you know have all the necessary systems backed up or integrated to continue that process or, or repair them. So that leaves you for those that assemble them, that leaves the skill sets on repairing those arms and understanding the system. Going into software automation stuff, as far as informational, like warehouse, uh, inventory, deployment, logistics on all that stuff, uh, then you need to learn the system on how to repair that file in case it does go down. You don't have to be a huge computer science nerd to, to learn how to backup files, how to reorganize stuff and 
how to maintain a computer to run effectively. You really don't need to. You just need to learn the steps on on providing those systems to stay up to date and the and the standard order of operation SOPs to get things running. Um, you can learn that. You can learn how to be organizationally fit to. Um, I guess I'm thinking project manager or project coordinator where if there's a if there's a task or an order that's happening and automation is running all that for you, then you still have to monitor to be sure everything is in motion. And if there's something that's lagging, we'll we'll use the delivery thing. It, so if you're if you're a manager or a driver that senses a lot of wrong deliveries especially in a particular area or region then it's it gets very intricate in fixing all those things so find ways to improve it so you don't make those mistakes ever again regardless on what the the computer system tells you so if the computer system tells you like you're supposed to have seven delivery stuff here at this particular house okay Maybe before you go on your route, make sure they're all grouped together. If it's all automated back in the in the warehouse where they're all sorted out, I know like in UPS warehouse, like they have arms that pushes packages in conveyors or something like that. Then somebody has to monitor it or at least come up a way to be sure like, yes, those things are, are going in the correct place. So those are the things you can learn skill sets to add on uh, be part of the solution. to be part of the solution of automation because unfortunately automation is is becoming an it well it is a norm it is a norm right now so you have to adapt to it so what's common sense webster's dictionary miriam webster says common sense suggests an average degree of such ability without sophistication or special knowledge they give an example. Common sense tells me it's wrong. So when we say add common sense or where where are people's common sense, you know, let's go back to your initial example in Australia at the baggage claim. Common sense you would dictate to the general public that here in the States, when you go to baggage claim, common sense would say, I don't need to rush up to the edge of the carousel. My bag hasn't even, no bags have even arrived on this, this carousel yet. I think I'll just stand back and wait, right? Common sense or common sense is, hey, a gallon of milk has dropped on the floor in the grocery store. Common sense would dictate that you go around it. Or notify somebody that or hey, tell a somebody, smell. right? If you're in a rush <laughs> and things aren't going your way, well, you were unprepared. Common sense dictates that maybe you should. I'm using going back to the flight terminal where people might cut in and they're in a rush. I I get that, but common sense is like you need to time manage your your stuff, regardless whether you have delays or not. I hear this. In, in the workplace often, mm. m way more often than, than 20 years ago, is 
well, I, I, I didn't plan for the school zone or I didn't realize that there was going to be fill in the blank X, Y, Z right now. Now, if five minutes before you're to get off at your exit and a truck overturns, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Right. Things happen. But that's, that's very rare. I'm talking about multiple times a week Oh yeah, that, and we've got a very small staff that somebody says, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fill in the blank. Right. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and then five or 10 minutes later, something or other to get to work. Yeah. How did you not plan for that? Did, did you not realize yesterday that you were going to come back here and come to work the next day? Yeah. I don't care what's going on in your life to some extent. If I'm, and I'm not a manager and I don't own any business, but, but when I was to some extent, the, the cold part of me says, I don't care what, what excuses you come up with, but common sense, something that is average degree of ability and without sophistication or special knowledge that you couldn't plan to be here on time. Yeah. And people don't. And we'll use being late, like those things that are immediate and not, not a part of what you thought, what you thought of. That that's always going to come and go regardless. Um, but if you knew ahead of time that, oh, wow. Like, I mean, I don't know, for example, like, you know that the weather's going to be bad or um, you know that if you wake up early and you have access to news about traffic, that kind of gives you an idea on what to expect while coming into work, while doing this. I'm just using an example. I'm not, we're not trying to, we, as a disclaimer, <laughs> dad and I are not the perfect, um, are not the perfect beings and claim that we're, we're Above doing this no, yeah, because no. that would be hypocritical. No, we're doing this because we've also done it ourselves. So we're trying to, we're trying to, again, the common sense is to like, of what we're trying to do here on this on this podcast now at least is to benefit anyone that's listening to use their use their use their brain and but you use it in a good sensible way to where it not only affects your life of improvement it also affects everyone else around you it makes things easier and less tense um and it's not but it's not always going to be that way you're going to run into situations like you know you're going to you're going to run into abruption of life every now and then but the thing is is to be ready and that's what we're trying to do is just to be ready and you're not going to be ready for everything some things are catastrophic some things are you just can't plan for it but if you think about it in a rational mind and and use common sense to help you get to that next step you know, and if you don't just know, just do what we, we do just to keep our minds clear is just to pray. We, uh, prayer is a powerful thing. Um, you know, you may not hear that God wants you to, you may think that God's not listening to you. Um, if you, if you think that, if not, you know, that's, that's between you and God, but we want to, be sure that he is listening regardless of what it is. Um, and we want to be sure that 
that he can fix that stuff, but you have to be willing to sit still and listen. That's right. So um, that's kind of, if nothing else, go with that. And I would say, if you are hypocritical, or if you think Christians are hypocritical, we would love to have you join us at the church we go to. <laughs> There's a big billboard, and I've been talking about Go to any local church around you. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. But you also use your common sense because not all churches are the same. Join the hypocrites because that's, you know, if you think the church people didn't you are wanna, hypocr- Didn't you want to call a church hypo- the hypocritical church Some, or something no, like that? No, it wasn't like that. It was it was a billboard or something or other that was available. It's like, like, hey, if you think we're hypocrites, you can be one too. Come join us. <laughs> I haven't come up with the tagline yet, but it's like... Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Th- that's not a reason to to yeah. not corporately worship, sure. right? If uh, we can talk about that some other time, but um, like Kenny said, he was getting at is add common sense to help reduce the chaos. If if we turn our situations uh, uh, away from our selfish selves sometimes and realize that whether it's our own kids, our own relatives, our friends, our people that are around us to understand that, uh, it's not about us. It's not about us individually. It's, it's, uh, about us collectively trying to get along and apply common sense to our lives so that we can all, we can all do this with live love. together. We can all do it with love, love, love and, love. World, and, and, and instill world peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we, we thank mean that seriously, we but. thank y'all for joining us in this uh, lovely podcast. Uh, more to come, <laughs> new year, new us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, and we still want to talk about stuff. So if you have topics or subjects you'd like us to banter about, we'll be happy to do so, and yeah. we'll get uh, better and more frequent. Yeah, please follow. Uh, please follow us. And in uh, any of the podcasts that you listen to platform, uh, you can go to our website at www.kenscrew.com and you can email us. You can comment on our social media to talk about stuff. We will try and get to the back to that. If there's certain things you want to comment on one of these episodes, please feel free to comment on that, on your idea of your or your disagreement or your own take of it. Um, we'd love to hear from you, um, but we'll leave it at that. And as always, I'm Kenny. I'm Ken. And this is Ken's conversation. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.